secured by watchful guards and neighboring mountain ranges from prying eyes. In the Nevada desert sits one of UFO history's most recognizable sites. Having a long history of military secret projects and an air of almost complete secrecy, this airbase has played host to the CIA, the Air Force, and if some reports are to be believed, extraterrestrial visitors. Recently, declassified documents have brought to light the amazing histories of some of American aviation's greatest breakthroughs, which were developed, assembled, and tested in the skies above this secret base. But was it only man-made innovations that were tested within the secret hangars? Hyper-advanced military aircraft, secret military experiments in anti-gravity, massive underground facilities, and even alien interrogations. All these things have been claimed to be occurring on the grounds of one of the world's most secret but not secret military bases. This case file join the theorists as they strap in, turn up the oxygen, and prepare to go supersonic into the mysteries surrounding Area 51. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 91, Area 51. Woo! I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. I'm Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, oh, we lost keeping him. the streak alive that we can't oh, wow. do this right ever. Well, did did Braden introduce himself? I didn't hear it. I was yeah. waiting for him. Yeah. That's did the you? first one. I'm Braden. This is the problem with doing it at fucking uh, Mongoose Studios. I'm just way too distracted. Zelly usually keeps me in check. <laughs> no, I try. You know but, what? The one snap, thing I did snapping want... fingers at him like. Eh, 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 eh. Oh, totally! You should see the stern looks I get when I'm playing on my phone. <laughs> He's played fucking um, Sonic the Hedgehog on his phone while we're trying to record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I wanted to talk about here? I wanted to talk about the fact that Andrew uh, gave himself a nickname of the Mongoose. He gave himself he did, the nickname. Yeah. Self-promoted no, I, mongoose. Well, no, it, it it traveled around the rugby team for a bit and it stuck. Oh, I'm not on yeah. that rugby team, so as far as I know, you just you're here <laughs> calling yourself the mongoose. Yeah, where, get, just, where, where did mongoose come from? The tongue from so the nice. rugby team. I don't know. That's I assuming that there's lots of mongooses in Lebanon. My rugby coaches kept calling me the Lebanese mongoose. Is there mongooses in Lebanon? Yeah, there is. It's one of the I think I can't remember. It's either a hyena or a mongoose is the national animal. But I don't know. Every time I get a try, he'd start screaming. <laughs> start two fucking very him. different animals. Yeah, you're like, it might be relevant to where I'm from or not. <laughs> well, I don't know. Take it easy here. Be a hyena or a mongoose. <laughs> yeah. Same, same. Uh, or a very large badger. Every time I'd score, he'd just yell, the goose is loose. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it, does he mean like a goose, like like a fucking Canadian goose? Yeah, no, those no, things he, are mean too. Well, because yeah. he he calls me the Lebanese mongoose, and then he says the goose is loose. So no. maybe some type of mongoose slash goose hybrid. I don't know. I, I'm not really <laughs> sure what the like attributes of a mongoose is. Like, if someone was like, you know, if called you when we used to call uh, our buddy Nick the honey badger, right? Because like honey badgers <laughs> don't give a fuck. Well, mongooses are quick 
small, quick animals. And uh, if if some things are to be believed, they are immune to cobra venom. So uh, yeah, they are. They and do, they they, yeah. they love fighting snakes. So it's awesome. They do fight snakes. Those are pretty sweet I've, videos, actually. I've watched about three documentaries on them. I've gone down the <laughs> fucking I've gone down uh, the mongoose hole. <laughs> the most famous mongoose is Ricky Tiki Tavi totally, from Rudyard Kipling. You remember that? The jungle uh, book story? Fucking mm-hmm. right. That's oh. fucking cobras. Interesting. Yeah, uh, there you go. Now you know. That's how it all, how all was founded. <laughs> all right, let's get into some quick and brief space news. Um, full disclosure for space news here. I'm seriously unprepared for this case file. And the reason is, is I was actually tasked to head down to Vegas a little early to make sure to scope out and make sure everything's going to be safe for everyone else. Do the, do the prep work. I did the prep work. So I was there this weekend uh, just on some personal business and uh, I'm fucking mighty, mighty <laughs> over. There was a lot of, a lot of fun was had. I was about me draw drunk the whole time. Did you get us banned from any bars before we even go down there? Uh, yes, we will not be able to go to the Tournament of Kings. Uh, turns out, um, you know, Spain really gets upset when you call him a bum and throw your chicken legs at him. So, <laughs> so is that like a medieval times type thing? Yeah. Right on. Yeah, yeah I, was, sense. I was sitting in Hungary and Spain, not so much underhanded tactics, like tactics, but he dethroned uh, Hungary's night, which was my night at the time. Mm. And then he was just a real pretty boy, just a bum. So I let him know how I felt. Was Sounds like a fucking bum. You're very vocal yeah. in your dislike of him. Uh, I just kept yelling, "You're a bum." <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> uh, All right, space news. What you guys you are gonna have to. You're gonna have to pull a cable guy when you get down there and get in the fucking get in the pit. <laughs> no, I'm good. I want nothing to do with uh, Spain. Uh, okay, space news. Trump says uh, that the U.S. will develop space-based missile defense. So, so uh, the U.S. is going to be... Essentially, what their goal is is to intercept, detect, and destroy missiles launched against the U.S. anywhere, anytime, any place from space. <laughs> <laughs> so so are these missiles coming from space or are these oh, yeah. missiles coming from like... <laughs> Wait, no, it's a space-based missile defense system. Yeah, space-based. So, space-based. <laughs> so it could be, that's really anything. Like, we already have missile detection systems in place. Like that. Oh, yes, but now they want those detection systems to dis- become destroyer systems. Oh, so oh, we're shit. just we're digging up Star Wars. Yeah, we're, detect, we're digging up the, destroy. And the tag the says anywhere, anytime, any place. From space, bring it, brother. I wonder if, like, I That's wonder if he fucking just watched the Star Wars trilogy for the first time, and he's getting all these fucking ideas. He's just sitting there that, with a notepad, being like, "This is fucking genius." Let me tell you something that uh, that tagline sounds like something cut straight from a Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> promo. Anywhere, anytime, any place from space. Yeah, space, 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 beast in space. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Prepare for that. Um, how how many <laughs> missiles are getting launched? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Well, I was thinking in my head. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "When's the last time? When's the last time?" You know, you're like, "Oh, good thing we have these missile defense systems." Like, 
maybe maybe Jerusalem and like Palestine could use those, but like, what's you know what I mean? Like, oh, those like those, but those are like those aren't big. I, I think missiles. he's he's more worried about intercontinental ballistic missiles that travel that high like at that altitude, orbit, like those yeah. little missiles that Israel and uh, and Palestine kind of launch each other all the time are are do not travel that high like ground-based missile defenses would be better for them which i think they do have um but yeah <laughs> who are we kidding dan trump thinks the empire exists and he's prepping for a fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. invasion oh yeah, like, yeah. he fully it's thinks darth vader is out there <laughs> he might be oh well a, a laser satellite's not going to do much to deter like a venator uh class star destroyer it's gonna be uh they all have vents so Okay, the other thing takes one torpedo. It's all it takes one <laughs> vent and one torpedo and problem solved. The one other thing with this government's to shut down, like normally TSA always gives me a hard time. I always get like <laughs> pulled true. aside. It's Honestly, there I I didn't know none of them are getting paid. They could not have given a flying fuck. They well, were like, I could imagine. the guy's just like waving me through the metal detector and it beeped. It was like, beep, 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 beep. And I thought I was like, I stopped and he's like, keep going, keep going. And I was like, <laughs> all right, okay. Wait, how did you bring that story back to Vegas from? I just remembered, I was thinking uh, Trump and then I remembered how uh, lax the, they're talking about they need security from space. But meanwhile, they're non-paid TSA agents are just waving everyone fucking through the metal detector. There we go. Fuck. There we That's go. how I Say brought it back. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> All right, what else we got? This Russian startup wants to put billboards in space, and astronomers aren't in space. Astronomers aren't impressed. Company is called Orbital Display, and it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. They want through the use of these little sat cubes, like mini sat cubes. They want to pretty much put advertisements in the sky, and you could have it like Amazon.com for like ten seconds, and then just disappears and then something else pops up in the sky so there's you know it's like there's not enough marketing yet we got to put it in space that's pretty much yeah. what they're trying to do that's harsh <laughs> we don't need that Dude, that would ruin the night sky i imagine like you wouldn't be able to see anything like we're so fucking giant coca-cola ads and mcdonald's ads well, the, yeah the thing would be if say you you wanted it at one event like say you wanted it for the olympics or something but it's so far in space the, like so many people would see it it'd take up so many people's sky like yeah it seems exactly. uh, fucking no. marlboro man tipping his hat from space <laughs> no use not those, down with that that's use those started. satellites for something better do something better that's it that's all i got so there's already there's already enough like space trash like <laughs> don't need a whole thing uh, add billboards into it no, nope, please don't. No, nope. no bueno. Take that away. Goddamn dystopia we're living. It's like this is God, This is Blade Runner. Like we're getting there. Getting close. Getting there. That's exactly what I thought of when they were talking about the space ads. <laughs> you know what? Future I do not like. Remember Minority Report, where like you, there was like certain like I like ads that would just pop up to you, and they'd be like yelling your name as you walk through the mall, like yeah, pop up right. ads. Yeah, I'm like so man, annoying. Yeah. I'm not into that. Like that'd be terrible. We have those already. They're that's coming phone. close. Yeah. Yeah, but imagine now walking around and being like, "That's the next, because. man." That's Brayden, next. you want to grow your penis? <laughs> <laughs> Brayden, Brayden, try these penis enlargement pills. I'm like, man, I click on Brayden, one ad. Who lives at? I, <laughs> I click on one ad. 
<laughs> one ad, one time. Lifelong, <laughs> lifelong adver- advertisements for penis enhancement pills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, uh, Dan, what do you got for space news? Uh, the magnetic North Pole is shifting alarmingly fast. She gone. Yep. The um, and they actually they're not 100 percent sure why it's moving so fast. The magnet, the Earth's. Uh, magnetic pole does shift that's been known to happen before and it does make sudden shifts every now and then which we're able to you know compensate now that we have satellites and stuff it's pretty it's not that big a deal uh anymore to change our navigation systems and work it around that but this time they're not 100 percent sure why it's moving so fast and this kind of gives that that warning or some people kind of get worried about the the magnetic pole shifting which could potentially be com- you know Totally disastrous for us. Like a rapid, Could it also sh- potentially rapid like flip. not really do anything. Yes. Okay. Probably. Probably. <laughs> so um, with the with the North Pole shifting, it's just a little weird. Uh, most scientists say it's just a, because the uh, like a moving of the a large deposit of iron in the Earth's core just kind of moved around, um, which happens because it's just liquid down there. So. Uh, it's not that big a deal, but it's just it's some people are alarmed at the at the movement. It's just it's shockingly fast. It's just kind of like, whoa, that happened. So it's crazy. Yeah, they do have to. They did have to delay their uh, model of the Earth's magnetic field until January 30th. They were going to put it out like January 15th, but then they had to delay it. So we get a new one. Get it right. Yeah, that's how fast. I mean, that's kind of nuts. It's just that they had to delay a whole model like for that kind of thing for the well it's for the u.s military's request but you know that's kind of nuts that they had to change a whole thing for them oh for yes. sure mm. who knows any, any other space news negative oh who saw the super blood wolf moon why is it why blood wolf moon why not just like here's the thing lunar eclipse We've talked about this it's getting crazy i feel like every fucking other month there's some super fucking moon Right? Right? So the greatest super fucking dolphin moon, the ecl- total eclipse of the full moon, the, the heart ultra moon. mega high definition 4K blood super mega moon. That's where it's Honestly, going. Honestly, I'm like, what's happening? I've no, I don't remember this ever having super moons and all this shit when I was a kid. That's what we should be concerned about, people. Why are all the... What, what's going on? How could there be so moon, many? Super blood moon. Super Blood Wolf Moon, Super Blood Wolf Moon Tournament Edition, Super Blood Moon, <laughs> our special edition arcade version, Super Blood Moon. Sounds like a it, fucking badass it, metal name. It yeah. does. <laughs> I'd listen to that band for sure. It's honestly like, uh, it's ridiculous. But Moon was cool. Awesome pictures. Awesome pictures. Yeah, we got some good pictures. It was actually pretty clear here in Kelowna and I looked up and it's it was pretty red. Pretty cool. Was, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know, but the wolf uh, everything part was a little to. red for me yesterday. So I was, <laughs> I was just bloodshot eyes. Couldn't see anything. Bloodshot eyes. They couldn't <laughs> see anything. I was looking. I was looking through a couple crescent moons. <laughs> so, if you or anyone you know turned into a werewolf, please send pictures. Yeah. Uh, let's get into. Why don't we fire up the uh, X3? It's back this and week. And get a UFO case file of the week. Let's see what it spits out. We're thinking at it right now. 
UFO. Wow. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia Witness has good view of UFO. This is by Roger Marsh. This is very recent, too. Uh, January 18th. That's, as we are talking, three days ago. Bum, bum, bum. Pennsylvania Witness at Philadelphia reported watching a hovering orb that eventually flew away, according to the testimony in case 95886 from the Mutual UFO Network, Witness Reporting Database. The witness was in South Philadelphia, born and raised. Born and raised. <laughs> <I couldn't laughs> <have some laughs> Playground was where we spent most, most of my most days. Most days. Chilling out back and relaxing. Uh, anyways, at 11 p.m. on October 26, 2018, so it's old, but the report's new. I was holding my three-month-old son and looking out my north-facing third-floor window. Very very specific. The witness stated, There is an airport nearby, and I see loads of helicopters and drones. But this was different. This was different than anything I have seen in the seven years that I have lived here. The witness said he sees many objects from the master bedroom window on the third floor. Does he have more than one master bedroom? Numerous floors? Hmm. Uh, I have five windows that face north, south, and west, and I have no curtains since I like to see the city views. What I saw was a large, bright red glowing orb, about 11 to 30 feet in diameter. <laughs> that's, that's a big, that's a big range. Uh, yeah. It could have been 10 or 50 feet uh, <laughs> in diameter that hovered erratically and changed colors every 30 to 60 seconds. Then don't call it a fucking bright red glowing orb. He, he calls it a bright red glowing orb. So what colors did it change? In details, oh, here he people. goes. Sorry, I should have. Sorry, my Different apologies. Shades of red. My apologies to the witness. I just didn't read far enough. <laughs> it changed from completely red to completely green, then completely blue. It was red most of the time, and I don't think it was a sequential pattern. I believe it was random because I saw more red and green than blue. The witness said the orb was flying east, and then it would hover and stay completely still. It then changed direction and flew west very quickly and disappeared. The total viewing was about five minutes. I've scoured the news and have seen no other accounts of this, which is perplexing because there should be multiple witnesses. South Philly is a busy area on Friday night because of the cheesesteak places that (laughs) tourists line up at. I'm hoping someone else out there saw this as well. Uh, MUFON Pennsylvania Field Investigator William Morse closed this case as yet another unknown. Is this guy a fuck? Other is this guy a fucking pirate or what? What's I liked. I just I couldn't help but read it as a pirate. (laughs) Just the way the the way he the way he cadences his writing. It 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 was completely red and then completely green. Pirates of Philadelphia. Blue. (laughs) It it was perplexing. (laughs) I couldn't I couldn't help myself. Dude, every single time you tell a fucking story, you sound like you're doing a pirate voice. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it help well, as soon as people list in threes, right? I was like, I have a window that faces north, 
South Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. You know what I mean? Like as soon as you're putting things in three, I can't. I can't help myself. Oh, mm. that's fucking hilarious. It is all the time. What I saw was large, bright red, <laughs> glowing that's, orb. That's the fucking voice. That's like, the voice. Are, are you it's trying they're... to be more piratey, or because that's exactly yeah, that's how what it I was sounds. Try, that's what I was trying to be piratey. That's that's a normal voice for you. It just comes out. It is. 100%. As, soon as, as soon as people really, that's what I always read. I always every read single it. time. I had I had to fucking say something because it's all I can picture is the pirate from Family Guy. Every time you tell a fucking story. Hi. <laughs> It was a cold night. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, well, there was a there good go. story anyways. It was fun. <laughs> Thank you to Captain Roger Marsh for that. <laughs> compelling tale. Yeah, this compelling tale of the UFO. The UFO in South Philly. Um, oh, all right, shit. let's... Uh, little Area 51 coming up. What uh cool thing about this is we're going to be there soon. We're gonna well, we're gonna go as close as we can. Yeah, close as we can. We're gonna wave. It, it, no, no waving. We're not allowed to wave? Don't even not allowed to wave. Well, you can't wave at the guards. Oh. at the people who are watching. Or what, what? happens You're if, they, what what happens happens if, if you, you fucking wave? wave? They're gonna shoot you? Like, probably. Probably. What? <laughs> you know what? They you know can. what some guy? It's some guy fingers you and he goes, Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh. I mean, I've seen videos. I've seen videos of people getting all kinds of jammed up there. You know, you get people held at gunpoint. You can't walk past. There, uh, the really famous picture that you do usually see is the um, sign for Area 51. Uh, you know, this is government property. Do not trespass. No photos. No video. Uh, and it's on the. This is what can, what's considered the back gate of the area. And um, like, if you go there, usually this place is. Um, covered like the the approach is covered it's down a dirt road and you drive all the way down and the road is apparently covered and i think you can see a couple of them it's covered with like pressure sensors uh, magnetic sensors uh sound microphones everything you name it and so they can detect your approach on that road like as soon as you turn off the main road they know that you're coming and i've seen videos where it's like people as soon as they turn off they can see white trucks and things like uh, converging lines of dust and they kind of pull up right behind the sign and just watch you see what you're doing. Um, so you, there's always some, you know, there. it's those guys like that's their only job right now, really. Cause not, no one, no one's really trying to get in there. So they're like, Oh, okay, it's something to do. And they just go fuck with people at the gate. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. It's something. Yeah. I mean, you don't have, it's such a huge base. Like this base itself is something like 90,000 acres. And it's like, oh. when you've got that much, it's like, you've got nothing else to do except, drive around and you sit in your truck all day and it's gotta be no better butter fucking wave at us today yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just itching to get my gun out oh, i'm gonna like, pistol you know, whip the next son of a bitch that waves at me <laughs> it would make it would probably make their day sure you know fucking right interesting to, to happen that day <laughs> yeah we're, we're, probably a lot of paperwork though they probably don't want to do it so what's uh let's get into the history what makes area 51 such a hotbed for you know, people like us. First thing I got to say is all Area 51 is so cool because pretty much everything leads to Area 51. Every theory comes back here. You got aliens. You got secret military planes like spy planes. Everything leads back. You got underground tunnels. You got all these theories that can like converge on Area 51, except no one really knows much about it. So the theories are boundless, and that's why it's so fun to talk about. 
Dan, right. Dan, you know what's what's the what's the history of it? Like how where did it start? Well, Area 51 has been around for a long time, at least the land that's been there. Originally, it was a <laughs> um, the land. No, I mean, like the, the land area. has been there since the dawn of time. <laughs> I thought you were going back, pirate. Yeah, yeah I was hoping. For yeah, it. it's been there since the pirates, since pirates are around. Uh, I'm pretty sure. So, um, no, it's actually been in like the military has ran stuff there. Uh, for a long time, uh, most of the land that used to be there, it used to be a World War II aerial gunnery range uh, for the Army Air Corps pilots. Um, in 1954, President Eisenhower approved a development program for the first uh, or what was going to be the. It was going to be their best reconnaissance aircraft. This was the U-2 program. Uh, the U-2 is going to be the highest flying uh, and pretty much quickest jet so they would be able to keep an eye on the soviet union without them being able to shoot down our planes wasn't it called project aquatone or something cool like it that was called yep as project aquatone don't name to um man i love all the fucking big i'll give you this the states has the best fucking code names oh, for great names projects. mk ultra yeah they've got really cool code names and but they've got a whole bunch of them it's uh, most of these projects will have multiple um they all have like multiple names for their for their projects. There's just a ton of them, which are all super cool ones. But some of them are just like kind of really dumb. I'll get to one that's really that's really really dumb down the line. Um, so, beginning in the mid 1950s, Area 51 has been a place where they have tested experimental or developing aircraft. For uh, first, it was the CIA, and then it was the Air Force. And pretty much everything that they've done there has always been top secret. They've got all this land to work on and they just really needed a place uh, to test out experimental aircraft that they didn't want anybody seeing. And this land is perfect for it. It's surrounded by mountains, so you can't really get close to it without being seen and people can't see over the mountains, really. Um, At the time when they were building it, they didn't have to worry about satellite. Uh, They didn't really have to worry about satellite uh, photography at the time. Satellite reconnaissance wasn't a thing until uh, the Soviets started launching Sputnik and all that. And then they had to actually worry about being spied on from the sky. But uh, it's just the perfect place. It's this huge flat area where you can pretty much put anything. And the actual base itself uh, of Area 51 doesn't really take all that much space of like the 90,000 acres that it, are there. The uh, base picks up a relatively small part. It's just a couple hangars, a couple buildings, like nothing really all that impressive from airstrip. the pictures that we've seen. Yeah, and just the, the airstrip. Um, but yeah, they've tested all kinds of cool um from the official reports that we have, uh, documents that were declassified as recent as 2013, yeah, um, we've had all the super cool planes have come through there. You've had the A12, which was the precursor to the SR71, and oh, man, also the, the A12 the contemporary is one. It looks just like yeah, fucking, it's, it's out of Star Wars, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and these and those jets, like the A12 and stuff, those were made in like the 1970s. Like, and you have to think of like. An A-12 or an SR-71 made were around since the 70s. Yeah, they had bananas. these things. I think the A-12 um, was like, I think it was in the 60s, to like 68 or something. It was, eight, six, six, it was developed 69? in 62, but had missions till 68. 
Something like yeah, that. The first oh, test okay. flight was in '62, apparently. Oh, I'm thinking about the. I'm thinking about the other one. I'm thinking about the, the uh, like the the drone they had. They had an unmanned aerial drone that was based off of the designs of those two uh, of the A12 called the Lockheed D21. It was an unmanned aerial drone, which they've had around since uh, they introduced in 1969, and it, ju- it basically just looks. Like, it looks like just a little. It's a missile with like little wings. Camera. And, uh, yeah, it looks like a just one single engine of one of the SR-71 or like off the A-12. And you would just fly that and just send it off to take pictures. And pretty nice. I guess you just fire it like a missile, but and then go pick it up. OK, let's let, uh, let's stop. Is, let's stop here. Let's 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 go over this. It wasn't until 2013 that the government made any admission that Area 51 even existed. Mm-hmm. So for what, yeah. 50 years, these guys are out there in the middle of the desert building experimental aircraft and there's always been rumors of it. And I think, I think it was like 2001 that air force mentioned its existence, but not until 2013, that was there any mention of what they were doing. So just that secrecy alone, just like leads to so many crazy theories. Oh yeah. And there's tons of stories, both that are, you know, plausible or some that are fantastical, but I mean, there's a lot of really cool stories about Area 51, about the stuff that have actually come out of there. Um, I think my personal favorite off the, the in the official books is Project Have Donut. <laughs> I was talking about. Is, is this for this, the uh, SR-71? Uh, no, the Project Have Donut was the uh, was the documents pertaining to um, how they tested um, covertly obtained Soviet makes. Oh, so yeah. originally during like the Vietnam war, uh, you had things like the MiG, I think it was the MiG 17s. Like you had MiGs that were totally demolishing us jets, like a one to four kill ratio. Every time like we try to shoot down one of theirs, they would get four of our planes and take them down with relative ease. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until in, I think it's an Iranian, an Iranian like defector, flew a stolen MiG to Israel and we managed to recover it and take it back to Area 51. And it was super secret project that they had to do. This was like secret beyond secret. And then they learned that really it was just a matter of learning how to fight it. Not that they had better technology, not that they had better stuff, but they just knew how to dogfight and we did it. It's better, it's better, so better they, pilots at the time. So... Yeah. And it was just a matter of like, so you would see stuff like this. The Area 51 is not only a place to like develop and build planes, but it's where they test it. And they also tested a lot of like they brought pilots there to fly against Soviet MiGs. So you'd probably have a bunch of pilots doing all kinds of crazy maneuvers and and things like that. So just like Top Gun? Yeah, kind (laughs) of. Highway to, to the, the Millicent Trouble for copyright. <laughs> yeah, we, we're under 15 seconds or whatever it is. We're good. Who cares? No one listens. They're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny Rogers is. A, is a, um, Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Yeah, same thing. Same Maybe thing. Kenny Rogers same, same, is listening. Same, same but different. Is. I like um, the gambler. Well, it's, it's funny you talk. So they reverse engineered Russian the Russian craft there is that what you're kind of saying? That's proven, right? That was came out in the yes. in the documents. Mm-hmm. So this is true. Could they have reverse engineered anything else there? You think? 
Aliens. I love when we get into the aliens. Yes. That is the rumor, is that when we had the Roswell crash, that Area 51 is where they took the crash saucer and the mysterious occupants that were claimed to be inside. That's one of the rumors. Well, I'm just now, so um, Area 51 didn't really... I, but Area 51 didn't really enter into the realm of conspiracy until... Um, like or into the big UFO community, uh, alien conspiracy uh, zone until we hit Bob Lazar. Bobby. And if you follow anything about, you know, the UFO, I guess you could call it the UFO scene. You probably know who Bob Lazar is. And Bob Lazar was the man who in 1989 uh, claimed to have been an engineer who had seen and worked on alien technology that was kept at Area 51. But it wasn't just Area 51. He called it like uh, S4. S4. Oh, S4. Yeah. S4. S4 is a base that is on that land as well. But there's yeah. There's been no other records of S4 except for Bob Lazar, right? No, there's not. There's no official report of anything on that land except Area 51. So Bob Lazar is pretty much saying that they recovered alien craft and reverse engineered their own. This is where the theory of there's ET UFOs and then there's like the military UFOs and they've just re- reverse engineered a ET craft and they are flying around in something similar and that's a lot of what the UFOs that people see pretty much all stems from this Bob Lazar. Who claims to be a scientist and a uh, physicist. Unfortunately, yeah, it seems like... He's from MIT and California, uh, Caltech and all these other things, right? Yes, that's him. Claims. <laughs> Claims, and which they have no, you know, conveniently, they have no record of Mr. Bob Okay, Lazar. I got here. I was thinking Not about enough. this. I was thinking about this here earlier. So say Bob Lazar, he's legit. He did get his degree at MIT. And what was the other one? Caltech. Caltech. He did get them. Or maybe he didn't, go, maybe he didn't get degrees, but he went there for some reason. You don't, you don't think that if he did spill secrets, they couldn't discredit him by like erasing his records? Oh, man, there would be a fucking yearbook picture. There would be something. There would be some type of record of him going to these schools, which there is absolutely none of, right? Like, Well, there's record of that. There's he nobody might've... that corroborates that he went to these schools. He can't put forth any evidence, anything that, like, any report cards or whatever from going to these schools. like Transcripts. Something. Okay. There would be... I think the... I went to fucking... I went to TRU fucking for two months before I dropped out and I had could pull up fucking 500 different things that prove that I've went there, you know? Yeah. I think the only thing that was found about him was he was like some type of contractor at one of those schools, but he didn't actually attend any classes. I can't remember what school it was. Anyone else come across that? Um, I, I found that he actually, he worked at a place that he didn't go to the school. But it was, it was one of the places <laughs> that he worked at that he claimed. Yeah. He was a contractor at one of those. Yeah. So, or he was pulling. What's the one with Matt Damon where he's the janitor? Goodwill, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill, Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> That's exactly what I fucking thought. That's right? He's just totally. solving all the equations on the fucking boards. He's like, yeah, I went to MIT. I was well, there. Because this this guy's no slouch, right? Like you could see, he's a pretty smart guy. Like he's he turned his bike into a fucking like a rocket propelled bike or a jet. Was it a jet powered bike? I mean, I could do that. Yeah, well, and you're no slouch. <laughs> you're pretty fucking smart, man. <laughs> Give me, give me a hundred dollars worth of fireworks, and I can do my rocket propelled bike, duct tape, and some fireworks. That's that's my that's my entry resume into Area Fifty One. Is my rocket propelled 
record for Bill Pike. Well, and, and there's some records of uh, him helping physics professors at that Los Alamos uh, accelerator facility. And they've like corroborated that he has helped us out on all this, on, on their research and shit like that, which is, you know what I mean? So obviously he knows some shit, but. He knew, he, he was well-spoken in, in like ufology and like he was saying all the right things. And he did mention something about back then in element 115, which right. didn't really exist at the time. Which is <laughs> element 115 is pretty awesome because, uh, well, if you play the XCOM games, Illyrium 115 is a reference to element 115. I don't I never played that. You should. It's, it's, it's pretty aliens. It's a pretty fun yeah. game. You just fight it. red. Yeah, but now, so, like, what is he saying? Like, he got fucking Men in Black, where they burnt off his fucking fingerprints and deleted them from all his pictures and all that shit. No, I don't. Th- I don't think he's ever really been debunked like that. He just been debunked. His credits been debunked, so his story never held up. But he did claim yeah. Element One Fifteen, which was was named like Unimpenitium or something like that, mm. and it Unobtainium. Unobtainium. Is that what it is? Yeah. 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 Uh, that's one of that's one of them. And he claimed that that is what the Zeta rec- the Greys is that a re- Reticulize, the same people that took uh, Betty and Barney Hill on that famous abduction. <laughs> they gave the, the military, like the U.S. government, I guess, I'm not sure if this is... what What's the what's the project where they ex- supposedly exchange for alien technology? Do they let them ab- like abduct citizens? Oh, that was a... That, that's a rumored... That's a rumored thing that they had. I, I can't remember what the, project, the actual project is called. But they said that that one was something um, that was a deal that was brokered between uh, Majestic 12 and President Dwight Eisenhower. Right. And that they were going to in in return for letting them letting the United States have access to extraterrestrial technology, uh, they would allow the UFOs or the state of reticulans or whichever uh, extraterrestrials they were dealing with since apparently there's I well there's more than one if that's to be believed um, and they were to allow a certain amount of leeway and letting those extraterrestrials in taking people project serpo and cattle that's what it was serpo project serpo that's what they call oh, it. Yeah, is that the exchange name. one that's the that's the exchange one though another cool name oh. that's where they said uh, project serpo is the one where they sent the it was like a it's supposed to be like an interstellar uh, exchange program. Oh, that's okay. Send that's the astronauts. Right, right, right. Ah. Anyways, okay, that's element 115. It turns out that it does exist in some fashion. And he claimed that it created, if, if manipulated right, it created gravity waves, which get, which led to the, like the anti-gravitic nature of the crafts coming in these UFO reports. Right. Yeah. This element 115 had strange properties, which allowed it to fuel antimatter, uh, antimatter engines uh, that they use or antimatter propulsion system that they use and also able to de- like it used in a device that created like gravity waves, yeah. which is able to produce and manipulate gravity waves. Uh, that was, sounds pretty cool. So that was his, cl- that's his claim. So that's why like that Bob Lazar is like forever entrenched in the UFOlogy because yeah. Yeah. If you, if you've watched the documentary about him, he like, he claimed to have this VHS tape and like he had gotten a piece. I think he said he had gotten a piece of element 115 or something, or they had got, he had gotten uh, his hands on some footage of an experiment with element 115. I think I saw some of it in the, 
documentary, they kind of show you this video, but it's not, it's really kind of hard to tell what's going on. Uh, it's not, for me, it's hard to believe because it's like, if you're experimenting with a, a really awesome element, as cool as this, like you'd have a better camera for, for doing that. It's not great camera work for whatever it's supposed to do. Well, and he's got, he's got, uh, some type of weird sex scandal brothel shit going on too, just like every other UFO person. So that goes yeah. toward. But that also, you know, that kind of fuels the skeptics to be like, no, this was set up by the government. Totally. He discredited him. He did. He did own a legal. He owned a legal brothel though at first. I don't. So whatever happened after that, I don't know. But he did own a legal brothel at the time in in Nevada. Because I mean, yeah, if you're if you're a pretty awesome engineer and physicist. That's what you do is you start a brothel. <laughs> Sounds like a smart investment. It's a given, right? You know, Hey, that's why that's, that's fucking marketing. One oh one. sex sells. Hell yeah. <laughs> so not a bad, not a bad move. I mean, it's not, it doesn't help you in the credibility section. It's a natural transition. You're studying about large, gravitational anomalies which suck in all objects and then you run a brothel well yeah and he was like kind of convicted in a way wasn't he he had to plead guilty and he had to do some like community service but he never went to jail for it yeah so i guess it's not like it wasn't a super those, he was i think he yeah, it was it's because one it, of those victimless crimes in the states it is like prostitution is it legal in nevada but illegal federally yes. so they could like bust you like federal, the eight, like the feds could come in and bust you. You know what? I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not sure. Either. I'm not sure. Either, I know but. it's legal or at least I've seen things or I've read that it's legal in Nevada, but not within like Las Vegas city limits. I think you guys are just going to have to do some investigating when you get well, down there. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> ATT is on it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a game where who, who can get more flyers, more prostitution flyers. Cause they throw them out everywhere. Don't they? Not anymore. That's no? that's done with, man. That's it's cleaned gone? up. Yeah. Hmm. It's a family place now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure it is. <laughs> but Bob Lazar is not um, the only whistleblower from uh, Area 51. There was also a man uh, who went by the name Victor, who in 1997 in a radio interview said that he worked at Area 51. And this guy um, provided a video that shows or supposedly shows like a human officer trying to communicate with a small extraterrestrial pilot uh, telepathically. That's and cool. it's a genuinely creepy video. Like if you, if you watch it, I mean, we can post it somewhere cause it's on the internet. You can look it up on YouTube. It's uh, it's called alien. I believe it's called just the alien interview area 51. Um, and it's just, just it, you see this, it's it's in a pretty dark room. You pretty much just see from the, from the back of where the officer would be standing. And you see this giant headed alien, which looks much like what you would assume a gray looks like. And it's, it's pretty creepy when you watch it the first time. Uh, but the longer you watch it, it's, it's kind of, it, the the thing that they're using it it looks more and more like a puppet. Is it is like when you watch it? It, as, it never blinks. Is it as bad as a puppet? Puppet as um, what was our buddy? <laughs> Fucking idiot! What was uh, his name? 
Roman Chuck. Roman Chuck. Even Roman Chuck or some oh. shit. Yeah, that alien, was alien outside brutal. the window. <laughs> oh yeah, like, okay. Stan Romanek looking like yeah. Kermit, Kermit the Frog. No, I mean this one's actually pretty good, but it could also because it's like VHS tape and not that's you know, not digital. Oh man, green. the way it's but, moving. No, it looks like it, it's isn't it? Yeah, the way it's moving is it? kind of fucking creepy. It's, like it's super creepy. Someone, po- someone post that link for me in the Discord. Let's take a look at it. It's freaking weird. It's and, totally weird. But when I watch that video, like I watch it and it's the thing doesn't blink ever. Like when it blinks. So I would think it's got these big, huge black eyes. Maybe maybe it doesn't have to blink. Have to blink. Yeah. Have you got these huge giant black eyes? Like maybe they have to blink. Maybe they're not maybe there's not maybe they're like marble. Maybe they're not yep. like water. Or like moist. I mean, moist eyeballs. Possibly. It totally looks like he's get, like it's purposeful movement. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it definitely looks legit. It's it is, yeah, it is creepy, right? Yeah. And it's just really weird. Wait, it's like, uh, really creeps me out. Well, you gotta just skip down to like uh, go to like thirty, thirty-five, like thirty-five minutes, okay. thirty-five forty-one. Okay. Oh so yeah, I just, I'm, well, I'm I just saw right one now. at fucking eighteen minutes, and I was like, no, this is horseshit. That's not fucking. I've seen that. Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah, they've got some really dumb ones at the beginning, but no, look at the about thirty, yeah, thirty-five. Like oh, 35. that's an alien for sure. 100%. That's fucking spooky, man. Goddamn alien. If you only see Dude, his head, though. maybe it doesn't blink because maybe it has something to do with like light reception. That's why they're in the dark. It could be. I mean, right? Like fish don't. Have I would think if you had shit. really big eyes, they have to stay moist yeah. because that's what they. I. I don't. Know. That's we can't. But that's human anatomy. We can, I don't yeah, know. we can't assume. We can't assume the aliens' anatomy. That's that'd be rude of us. Number yeah. one. So. Right. <laughs> Second, we have we, no way we of knowing. We can't even assume. We're we living in two thousand nineteen. Can't assume anatomy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> on extraterrestrial oh beings. I agree though. Like we don't know what the fuck their eyes are doing, right? They probably don't even see the same way we do. Right. Probably seen in fucking X rays or something. Yeah, maybe. Some wave we don't even know about. We think we know everything, but we don't we definitely don't. Yeah. But it's amazingly creepy. That that video it is, is it's, it, it does is look kind of fake, but at the same time it's super creepy, so I'm I can't I can't go f- full right off here, but Looks like it's having a fucking stroke here at the end of the video. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. Uh, in the video, you see it kind of <clears> go into a type of seizure, and whether it's you know whether that's a cause that it's it's stressed out or just a way to kind of generate drama in some way is is you can't really know from the sound. Uh, I haven't Victor, blinked in fucking the five guy, minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Victor, the guy who reportedly. Got his hands on this video said that he was able to obtain it because they were switching over from uh, VHS format to a digital format and it just kind of got lost in the thing. So he was able to attain it that way, kind of fell through the cracks. Possible. But, you know, sounds if, reasonable. Like if you if you had to fake that, you had to do a little production. Like wouldn't yeah. would have been an easy fake. Well, I guess if you had money and like a good team behind you, you could do it. But if you're just one guy, tough. And so where did these aliens come from that he said that they were did, did investigating at Air 51 or did, talking with? I'm pretty sure that they're the greys, the Zeta Reticulans. I mean, these ones match match the, at least that one uh, matches the description of Zeta Reticulans. It's the, those are the greys. Those are the ones that. That guy's from Orion's belt. Them. I've seen it in Men in Black. That's the fucking guy <laughs> that's in that dude's head. 
For sure. He's too big. <laughs> oh, yeah, touché. I was way too big. Maybe they live for thousands of, thousands of years and they just keep growing forever. There you go. <laughs> From that. Can't, can't assume that they stop growing like us. Maybe they just never mature. Mm-hmm. They're always going to the end. How dare you assume that an alien's anatomy? That's bullshit. I will not, I will not tolerate it on this podcast. We don't know anything about them. Well, we don't personally, but at Area 51, if you dig deep enough, someone knows something. Okay, mm-hmm. so here's here's my question. If they're doing all this stuff at Area 51, do you think they still do or do you think they've done? Because like, everyone, everyone's kind of like knows about it. Okay. I guarantee you they're still doing stuff. Think about this. 1976... The 71, SR-71, set like the fastest record for fastest manned flight that hasn't been broken yet in 76. What's happened since yeah. then? What kind of technology do they have now in the military that like this at this time have not told anyone? It's like it's kept in the dark in the government. There's like you don't hear anything about it. It's completely classified. So for 50 years, this stuff was classified. In 2013, it comes out like, Oh yeah, we're building all these planes, and this is where it happened, and we're testing like you know anti-radar coatings and all this stuff. But it took fifty years. So now in '76, you set the fastest manned flight at the time, and now what? We're forty, forty plus years later, and who knows what they have? So I think a lot of the, a lot of modern UFOs that people see are probably Some like human developed, but test flights. I'm still on board that they probably did get some type of alien craft or technology or just develop some type of science that's been classified that they can build these like anti-gravitic crafts that can like distort time and like fly super fast. That's my theory. Well, I'm a hundred percent on board that they had something and they reversed engineer it. And that's why you've seen, we had such a technological boom. Come Damn, out, right. Man. Cause a lot of the stuff they saved for the military. Right. And it, would slowly leak out into the public sector, right? So we're, you know, microprocessors and, you know, crazy batteries. and Fiber optics was being fiber, developed yeah. in the 50s, and we, like, just getting fiber optic internet around the world now, like, all the big communities have been connected, you know, 60 years later. Yeah, so, no, it's... I think, uh, I think it's still going on. See, I just, you know what? I think, uh, I don't I don't think it'd be still be going on the... I, you you can't really nowadays like it it have to be underground. Everything you're doing has to be underground. Are you gonna test fly it? That's the thing, man. I was like, the people see someone's UFOs. gonna get a clip of it. No, I mean you could still it. test fly stuff out there because there is a huge, huge. Well, they call it the box. There's a huge amount of restricted airspace out there. Like they would have plenty of time to anything that was flying around out there even if you were trying to take satellite photos of, of something going on there your satellites aren't that good to like pick something up out of the sky yeah, it's 4800 uh, square flying. miles of airspace yeah. huge it's huge it's a huge amount of space you'd never be able to catch anything especially if there was something that was moving uh, you wouldn't just be able to like, pick that up uh from a satellite you don't think that's, that you don't think that if they were developing anti-radar coatings then that they don't have some type of like cloaking Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Now. 100%. Active camouflage or something like yeah. that. Just like, or even just the fact that they would be able to paint it like a certain color. Like, uh, like the U2, when it was first, when they were first testing it out, they just used like a chrome coating. So it just reflected everything around it. You, it it's just like, kind of looks like a glowing ball. Really see anything. Well, and big, yeah. and big fucking deal if people do see it. They're just going to be like, ah, you guys are fucked. You're crazy. You're crazy. It's, it's a UFO. Bullshit. Yeah. It's all fucking yeah. bullshit. 
yeah, something flying faster than than you could possibly imagine, and anything that we know of today. Yeah, you just write it off as a UFO, no, no doubt. What you thought you saw, uh, you even did if not you see. did see it, you know. <laughs> Very true. Is that? It's just hard for me to think. Like, I think I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess it could. I just feel like there's so many eyes on the skies. No pun. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> like someone would. I guess people do. All right, see show's things. over, everybody. <laughs> he said it. I. Oh shit! That's it. <laughs> see you Peace. next week. Um, I just feel like. I but then again, like I said, I guess people do see shit all the fucking time. All the there's time. There's always posts of weird fucking UFOs taking off, and so well, they have know, like fucking. Yeah. They have like these alleged leak photos of those delta shaped UFOs, like triangle craft, and they look pretty detailed. And a lot you see a lot of like people see a lot of delta shaped like triangle UFOs, and they p- people theorize that that type of shape is the next generation of craft, and this actually has to do with this, like. If it's not the element 115, it's some type of new propulsion that allows craft not to have to like sail through the air, like like float through the air like they would like aerodynamics, but using gravity or some type of other like force to stay like stay aloft. So that's where a lot of these new theory, new UFO sightings, like the theories kind of take us. And if they were worried about stuff seen, if you uh, or if they're worried about people seeing things above ground, there is the claim that there's an underground facility or underground portion of area 51 as well and there are claims that it could be up to somewhere like 40 levels and it's attached to other sites like los alamos or white sands or even in los angeles uh by underground railways some people say maglev things but even if if it's maglevs it also could be the stuff that uh it could be like a Hypertube, like uh, like Elon Musk is using, or even the same technology yeah. they used on these that are using on these UFOs, but in a like right. in, a tu- in a tunnel in a train form, like who knows? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it on Google Maps, man. There's so much like there's shit like the Papoose Mountains or whatever is that are right there. Like you could ho- totally have something dug into the fucking. That's where Bob Lazar claims that the S4 is that other site and that he claims that's not really in area 51 is where they're doing the aliens and ufos but it's actually this like site s4 and it's actually right by or right where you said in the mountains there and in that area it's just cool as i just love you i love ufo theories so it's a yeah i mean there's some people that say those underground tunnels are huge like there's one person that said that they're they're the size of like two B-52 bombers. Like you could put them side by side and still have like 60 feet between the wings. And you could travel, like you could just go all the way. That's as huge. far as you want to go. That's Matt. What's a right. B-52 wingspan? That's a huge. Uh, like 100, fo- 100 feet plus for sure. Yeah. You have like. And that's. Yeah, something like that could be. And I, yeah, that's that's more for me is the mystery of like you have all this stuff that's above ground like what's below you know is is it one of the do they have one of those kind of things that it's like maybe they have one of those uh like they have the like they have the um the airstrip right and then the airstrip kind of opens up like not you know it could open up either vertically like a little bit or horizontally you know opens up and then kind of stuff can fly in and then they just shut it on top yep it could be something like that or you know, it's like it's almost most most important military sites have an underground portion to them. Makes more you know, sense. Where all the 
Yeah. So I would, I would be totally assumes weird stuff happened there. What one little mystery thing to me though, is that area 51 has been around since the 1950s, but there was a time in the 1950s. I can't remember the exact year that they had to evacuate the facility because they were doing atomic testing in the area. Like they were testing nuclear bombs, um, uh, that were, they estimated that the fallout would go ahead and carry over the base. So, you know, uh, they would cause alarm or danger, put these people in danger of, of, you know, contacting radiation illness. And so they had to evacuate the place. And it's like, for me, that's like, well, what, what were they do? Were they really evacuating all these people just for that? Or because they wanted them all out of the base so they could bring, bring something, something in. in. Oh, I like that theory. Ooh, you know, yeah, so that's one of the things because that that actually happened. Like, that's something that really did happen. So uh, that yeah. for me, that's like, well, uh, that would be the perfect time. Yeah, they did test them like a hundred above ground nuclear tests, not at Area 51, but there's because there's a whole bunch of different area numbers around that place. Right. So, mm-hmm. so there is like there was like about a hundred above ground tests of nuclear devices. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like the the soil in Area 51 is still radioactive. Like there's there's so much nuclear testing that's gone around in that area, and like fallout has spread around the area that it does have some radiation in it. And pretty sh- so there's a lot of stuff that they've done there. Pretty sure it gave rise to that movie, The Hills Have Eyes, the mutants <laughs> in the hills. Fuck that. That's where it'd that's- be if it were gonna be. It would be in Nevada. <laughs> yeah. That's actually why I'm not coming to Vegas. <laughs> on that shit yeah i wouldn't want to be stuck out the desert at night that's creepy as hell scary as fuck yeah not just like not just worrying about scorpions and stuff but crazy radioactive hillbillies yeah and these guys are probably going to try and talk you into doing mushrooms out there no way fuck that that. i won't have to talk anyone into it man (laughs) what about um because just looking at a couple other things why why do they think like I see things of like weather control and development of time travel and teleportation technology. Where does that stuff come from? Is that the same kind of same guys? I think that comes more to sort of theories of people. I think those type of theories. Of just like what could be going on there. Yeah. That's what like the, the sheer secrecy of area 51 just led to so many theories. And then when Bob Lazar came out and said it, it kind of like, Directed it in one way mainly, which was like the anti-gravitic craft of Element 115. But at the same time, like, at, like it could be some type of time distortion or something like the technology. So that's I think that's where the theories has come from. Like it could be, it could be, it could be. Yeah, the more secretive something is, it's just there's nothing about it, and a lot of stuff is still classified from there. Um, they released the. Uh, what they released in 2013, I think, was mostly the story of the U-2, like the development of the U-2. Um, but there are tons of other stuff that is still top secret that they can't release. I mean, they, in some part, they developed stealth technology there, like the polymers that they use to on stealth planes, like the F-117 and the B-2, uh, the composition Stealth technology is not classified. The fact that we do have those materials, but the like the composition of those materials is still top top secret. Yeah, like it was so top secret there that I don't know if you guys ever heard about. There was a lawsuit 
of a guy, Robert Frost, and this guy, Walter uh, Kosha. They were sheet, like private contractor sheet metal workers. To sent the, they were into Area 51 to work, and they kept complaining about like the working conditions. And they ended up dying from you know unnatural causes, some type of contamination or whatever they were doing. And the family like brought in a lawyer, Jonathan Turley, and he pretty much sued. He was trying to sue the government because he, he found like he he could every, everything he did, everything Turley did, the government like pretty much made it classified. And then he found like a security manual which was saying like, oh, workers are entitled to so much uh, safety compensation and all this stuff. All the government did was just take that like, well, that's classified now. So no matter what he could do, he could never sue the. He could never sue because he had no proof because everything he had for evidence was just made classified. And then oh, that's wild, man. On so the, it's like they didn't want him to do any digging. Nothing at all. And then right. another guy came out shortly after that, Fred Dunham. He was a security guard in the eighties, and he he was pretty much corroborating the story because they said like they just burned everything in pits. And this guy quoted the saying like everything was burned in pits on the base twice a week, and the fires burned for twenty four hours twice a week. There is burning. Whatever they're making, whatever type of coating, if it didn't work, they just burn it, and like they, they wouldn't tell the workers what it was. The workers would just go and burn it. And I guess you know, well, at least these two—the only two documented people to sue were the families of these two two guys, Frost and Kosha. So pretty much forever, there was nothing that came out or went into Area 51. Like the there was even in the testimony again of the family, they told their like these guys told their wives that they the government or like Area 51 employee. Um, their managers there, whatever, wouldn't let them bring in safety gear from the outside, like on their own dime, because there's we're not allowing anything in, like nothing at all. So whatever was going down down there was so so top secret. And and this all this all kind of makes me wonder too, because in the time of the Cold War, it was always like a flexing match of who was developing the better weapons. Yeah, but they never flexed whatever was there. If it was just a spy plane, it got shot. One of them got shot down, and they're like, "Oh, it wasn't very good." But if it was, I don't know. It just makes you seem like there's just more. That's more to the story than was ever let out. Now, are there documents? Because I know, and Dan, you'll probably know more about this. But have documents started to be released, like from like Freedom of Information requests, or like because I know like JFK, you know, was sealed and slowly stuff. But does stuff ever get released from Area Fifty One? That's what we're talking about. I think the. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. That 2013 report is the only thing. But that's like they, the only thing. Like, release, you think there's more, there'd yeah. be more stuff like trickling out here and there, right? Because I, I thought mean, you had to seal it for 50 years or whatnot. Yeah, but I think most of the big stuff that we have from there, it, 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 they can only release stuff that isn't considered like uh, detrimental to national security. When somebody does the freedom of ins- uh, information request or whatever, like they have to, somebody has to go through it and make sure that it's not going to actively um, impact the United States, like national security. But that could be anything. Like they could really put that on anything. What would uh, what would upset the national security more than be like, yeah, we've been hiding aliens for sixty. 60- 70 years. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying is like they can't release that stuff, so they wouldn't release that if they if they have that information. That's something that they wouldn't release. I mean, they could release stuff about the U2 and stuff because everybody's seen the U2, the Russians shot it down, like it's they have one. Would anybody you know, be that anything that were about like the yeah, the stuff that would be surprising, the stuff they're working on now would probably be you know, light years ahead of whatever we thought they could possibly do. 
I mean, if you had stuff like the SR-71 that was built in like the 1970s, 1960s, and that was then, and you had stuff like the F-117, which was built in like the late 70s, you know? And then we just saw it in like the 90s when they had the first- Gulf War, first right? War. That was yeah. the first time. Yeah. That was like the first time we ever saw it. That's a crazy looking People plane, man. Yeah, it's so weird, but it's, you know, it's so cool. It's super, oh man, I wish we could just do case file and all the cool jets that have come out of there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's if you look at the planes that have been tested there or, or where things, it's, it's stuff that you would never imagine. Uh, They're UFOs. You know, they were like 10, 20 years ahead of whatever you could possibly imagine. They're UFOs. That's so, like, yeah. if they got it from alien technology or not, whatever they're developing there is like beyond human comprehension at the time. So anyone who's seen the, like the U2 spy plane in a, in like when they were flying, it's a UFO. It's going so fast. It doesn't look like any aircraft we know of. Yeah. It's so high. Like it's twice as high as like a normal aircraft would be flying. And you'd just be like, what is that? Nothing can fly that high. I have, you have no idea because you just, your imagination's never seen something like that. So it's got to be UFO. <laughs> and I would think that to explain some of the, the strange lights that people see, I would think it would be something like the like how car companies, like when they when they're testing out new cars, they put on like the weird attachments to kind of hide the outline. So instead, why, you know, it makes sense to me that you would change like the lighting on your jet to just be something weird. So people wouldn't be able to get the shape of it. Make, make it seem like just like a, an orb or yeah. nothing else. Yeah, that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, just have it with some like bright lights and some a couple mirrors, so it gives off some weird look from the ground. Yeah, or just change the arrangement of lights, just so you think it's one like it would look like something a different shape than it actually is, because that usually ends up being the most important thing is what a jet, the shape of a jet gives you all kinds of details into how that that jet works. So doing that at night or whenever you're testing it, you would just change the lights around. Maybe make it look a little different. I think that kind of makes sense. That would explain some <laughs> if they actually do that. For sure. Now, has anyone ever read the book The Day After Roswell? Is that, is that have anything to do with Lord of the Rings? Um, no. <laughs> okay, then, no. <laughs> no, no, it does not. But anyways, okay, Phil, then, no, Phil, no, Philip... I was Cor- confused for a second. <clears throat> Philip James Corso was an American Army officer, and he wrote a book just before we died and he spilled the whole beans on that. He was part of the team that recovered the craft at Roswell and they took it to groom Lake area 51 and they reverse engineered the technology. And he ties all these theories about what we're talking about together. <clears throat> so if you're looking for a, a new book to read about UFOs, I listened to it. I think about, about a year and a half ago on audiobook. Pretty interesting. And just, like, it, it, but as you're reading it, you're like, Okay, you're spilling, you're on your deathbed and you write this book, but you don't like, you didn't keep anything or you don't like give any more evidence. So I was like, come on, man, something. He, he died in 98, but he never left anything, anything that we found. I don't know if maybe, maybe he left something, some more evidence, but it, I, mean, I don't know if it got confiscated or what, but the book is good and it ties all these theories we're talking about together. So check it out if you haven't yet. I'll have to check it out. It was how what what are we, what are we time looking on this one? Oh, we can do whatever we want. Okay, it's our own network. 
No rules no here. <laughs> Andrew, what's your thoughts on on uh, the whole thing? You know, you've never been a big UFO guy, so what what do you think? I think Bob Lazar is full of shit. Okay. Um, sure. I really buy into the like the technology explosion right after the supposed Roswell crash, right? Like that's super interesting. It's going a huge boom. But uh, aliens or nay, yay or nay? It's tough for me, man. I, you Possible. know what? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. Say, I'm gonna say there's an alien there. There is. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think. I think I buy, they, they got something. They got something. They do. There, there's something going on there. Maybe when we're old, like we're we're all eighty, they release something like we fucking knew it our whole life. Oh, <laughs> whole life man, is justified. I would be blown away <laughs> if I make it to eighty. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. I think it'll be just Zell on the podcast with his <laughs> with his fucking yoga Zell body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> body. Keep breathing, everybody. Keep breathing. Yeah, I'll be a fucking long in the dirt. <laughs> um, let's let's wrap this one up, boys. I've uh, I've had a long, long couple days. I need to. Oh, we're not. We don't feel sorry for you going to Vegas. No, not at all. Don't, <laughs> don't, nope. don't feel. Don't I? I don't bit. want your pity. Try, don't be coming over here trying to find pity because there ain't none. I wasn't trying to find any. Oh, um, no. Let's get to, we don't have any new five-star reviews. So if you like our podcast, hit us up with a five-star review. It really helps. I like yeah, thinking them. about leaving one. Do Go it. You know, this is actually the first week where we have no new reviews. Yeah. Not, and one, it's not one on Facebook while, or anything. So. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Um, looks like the podcast is that's dying. That's not good, boys. <laughs> We've plateaued. We've officially Nobody plateaued. Likes anymore. Um, the jigs right, up. New, new Patreons. Oh, I got Patreons. one. Oh, wait, sorry, I got oh. one review. Oh, oh yeah, review? yeah, we're back. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Hey. Tire pump. CJ, or oh, did we read this one? Nope, we don't think we did. CJ Tromley from Facebook, five stars. Space news. That catch line will go down as my favorite intro to any segment. Needs more auroras though. Great podcast with plenty of laughs. Keep crushing beers, boys. So we we're still good. Boom. Um, Beautiful. So get to our Patreon supporters. Uh, if you're not on our Patreon already, get on it. Um, we've got tons of good stuff coming up. We have Winchester House. Me and Dan just recently talked about creepy West Virginia stuff, and and uh, we we're going into some Cold War conspiracies. Uh, that's all on our Patreon. That's Patreon only. Get it for. Uh, it's worth it, I think. We've got tons of stuff on there. Sales pitch. Oh, yeah. Here's a sales pitch. We don't do ads. We don't sell products. Well, we sell t-shirts. Well, we sell we sell t-shirts, but we don't sell anyone else's products. We don't promote no. other people's stuff. So if you support us for one dollar a month, we give you the case files early. Three dollars a month, we do a little we record after hours, just us shooting the shit after every case file. And for five bucks a month or more. You get our whole classified feed, which is Brain Insane, ATD Confidentials, usually just Brain and, Brain and Dan, crushing, crushing Conspiracies. And we got, we probably got 40 hours worth of bonus stuff on there now. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. About that. That's so it. these are the, these are the absolute beauties who have jumped on the Patreon. We got Nicholas, John, Zena, Zena. <laughs> Mr. Zeitgeist. He went up. Scott Lindquist also went up. 
from five dollars to five dollars and one penny. That a boy. Everything, <laughs> everything helps. So thank you, Scotty wait, boy. Wait, that, wait, that's a hint. If you want to get your name read twice, you got to up your pledge by one penny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, every penny you can't mind your pennies. You can't mind your dollars. Awesome. Um, who else we got here? That is weird. Brett, Gracie S. Ball, Aaron the Alien, mm. and Ronnie. Ronnie. I think that's all. I think we've read all the other ones. So thanks, guys. It really helps, keeps the lights on, just helps us uh, keep growing this thing. We're growing. We're growing. We are. Things are coming. People are actually emailing us to come on the show, like authors and stuff now. So we're doing... All the listeners cool. are really helping us out because now people are like, oh, these guys making actually... Making all the lists are making all the right moves. All right. Well, uh, Zell, you got a prolapse of the week? I do. I have a prolapse of the week, and I kind of missed it. I don't know how I missed this. This guy, he's just going by Heavy Heavy Music, or his name is Josh. It's an email. I'm not going to give out his email. But he made us a 15-second promo video that some back in December that I don't know how we missed. But it's fucking awesome. So, Josh... Sells prolapse of the week. Well, now I'm gonna have to go watch it. Um, let's uh, let's shout wrap outs, this up. Shout outs, shout outs, quick, 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 quick. Oh, shout outs. Not shout outs, I guess, but news. February 9th, Vancouver, the Railway Club, or the Railway Stage. Come see my band, Lucky Monkey. It's our only. It's our, well, our, th- our third show in Vancouver. Yeah, every time. Fun. Be fun. We keep time. up in the venues, one one venue at a time, getting a little bigger. Well, actually, we started right, at Rogers you, you Arena. Went down. Yeah, and then we went down, down back to the bottom, and now we're working our way back up. Um, that's it. All right. Uh, I think that's all we got. So as we see at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. <laughs>